This week we escaped Gamescape while we wait for Five Nights at Freddy's to hit the big screen. Did you hear that IndieBox and Humble Bundle had a baby? Spatial out while we cross code the circle of fifths. Sheik is here to put a spell on us. It's episode 46 of Indie Game Riot. Everybody is Josh and Jan. Yes, this is episode forty-six, and uh, you know what happens on episode forty-six? What happens? Uh, uh, we talk about some awesome games. That's just later. Like the other forty-five episodes. Well, you wouldn't say it like that. It just sounds repetitive. Whatever. You're a bastard. Whatever. Hey, you know what? Speaking of bastards, bastards should tell us what uh, what's been going on in their lives. Don't ask me what bastards and, and uh, life updates have to do with each other, but you know. Oh, by the right. way, for, you, before I do that, actually, yeah, shut up. Before you do that, Josh. Before I do that, we have a special... First of all, Rev is dead. Um, we have a second... Uh, second? We have another person here uh, who goes by the uh, handle Sheik Monster. We just call her Sheik. And she is the developer of a game called... Or one of the developers, I should say. Uh, Charmixie. And she's also going to stay for the whole show, so we're going to let her talk about herself. For those of you in the live chat, you might notice that she does not actually have a webcam. She doesn't want to use webcam. That's fine. So, uh, as you notice, uh, she has this this beautiful avatar that she, I'm assuming you've drawn. Uh, yeah. And, that she has drawn. And uh, besides, the re- actually, the real reason she's on the webcam is that uh, when her, her, her heavenly face appears to other people, it has a much the same effect as the uh, Ark of the Covenant, and it just wouldn't be good for our audience. Melts a lot. It just melts people's faces. Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, I like the show. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your viewership like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, your show probably wouldn't do well with dead hosts either. Uh, yeah, this and, is also true. Yeah. Uh, so as good hosts, we'll actually let you go first. What's what's been going on with you other than Charmixie? Oh, God. Uh, well, it's really been dominating <laughs> uh, everything that I've been doing. Just kind of been not sleeping a lot and just working on the game. And uh, I have a press list right now of God only knows. I've, I'm chalking it up to about 200 people right now that I'm going to be emailing well, tomorrow. <laughs> I thought we were exclusive, Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ex- exclusive until tomorrow yeah. when the mass emails start dropping. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've found another press site. Uh, oh. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. <laughs> uh, no, on our it's. Own live show. Yeah. You could have just texted. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So it's been it's been really crazy because uh, we're starting to fall behind on pledges. Although we can still we still totally have a chance to make it. I think uh, it's just going to take a lot of uh, take a lot of work. Um, so it's just been me and my programmer, and we've been trying to bust out this alpha. I mean, as soon as the show is done, we're going to get right back to work on it. Um, so that's really been it. You know, <laughs> I can't really say much more. Right. Because there is nothing else. Gotcha. Fair, fair enough. Uh, gotcha. Your life is currently uh, a boring hell, or 
something. I'm just kidding. Um, I wouldn't call it boring. <laughs> I would say it was a hell. Okay. Maybe well, like living. Living hell. Yeah. Living hell. Good. I have not heard <laughs> that expression before. I yeah. Um, I, it just came to me. <laughs> tech. So. Um, no one cares. I got, My turn. I got, really <laughs> I got really frustrated today because so, so um, a little backstory before I get into this specifically. Um, two of the managers that work we all love at, exposition exactly that that i work with and my beautiful girlfriend jesse are uh we're we're starting a dnd campaign because they haven't played dnd 3.5 and i love dnd 3.5 josh I invited? uh it's because you're not here to wow. be in person that's weird. yeah and and so I was I, I was teaching Jesse the the very basics of character creation and stuff, and because that's really like a lot of that, there's a relatively high learning curve when getting into D and D. And so I broke out my dice and we rolled our character sheet and I talked her through everything and we had a really great time. And I ran her through some you know scenarios, uh, you know, w uh, two nights ago, and she was having a great time. And we were looking at uh, some of the dice that I have, and I picked up this one. Uh, from is that, is a that every game there's one die there's right. one die that's just an asshole it's okay it's a, i call it the dick die yeah and mm -hmm. um it it, it it always screws you over at the best possible okay. moments Th this one isn't we we don't i don't know i haven't played a game with this one yet but i got this one last year at origins game fair and one of those like big buckets of dice and it's so cool because it's like oh yeah it's like a blood-stained die and i'll let you guys see that a little bit closer Without is my, that what that's supposed to be? I thought it was just half red, half. Red. Well, no. Like, look, it's all like speckled and bloody, and then the one, the natural one, is in red, and then a nat twenty is in white, and it's so cool. It's so cool that you'd think it'd be deliberate. And so last night, Jesse and I looked online. We're like, we have to find the set because this this would be a really cool set to have. You know, this like white set, like blood stained. And we couldn't find it. And I looked on some collector sites and I couldn't find it there. And then I went to Reddit and they were like, uh, might be this. And then I went on Imager because I hosted the images on, uh, on Imager. And they were like, oh, well, you know, if you find out, let me know because I want to buy a set. And then I emailed um, Cheezix, which is a company that makes a bunch of dye. And they were just like, yeah, that's a, that's a factory second. Basically, when two colors are uh, between <laughs> the dye, they make that dye. And we put those into the big grab bag bags of the ugly colors. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm I'm so angry. Well, that means you've got one of a kind. I do. Not only do I have one of a kind, but I really want to start, like, producing dice like this because there's obviously a market for it. Because, like, the, the big obviously, market of dice there's now. there's a market for it because only one person has ever bought that die. The, the, like, the, the, the big thing with dice now is, like, really intricate designs and easy to read stuff. But, like, nobody ever thinks of, like, colors like this. You know, like, these colors are cool. And if you can recreate that, like effectively on a die, I think that I, I think it would be a really well selling set. But so if anyone listening knows how to do that, uh, you should, uh, you no. steal, the, steal that. the idea. Yeah, steal the yeah, steal the idea. Except you <laughs> won't because copyright. Yeah, it's recorded. Yeah, proof. Exactly. Uh, so well, I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. They'd do all the work, and then you just buy one that's of true. the dice. So that's I mean, there you go. I would let them have it. Yeah, there you go. That's true. No, like, hey, um, you guys stole my idea, so free dice for life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. What do you do with at? all that dice? What hey, do you man, get to feed them to your do dog. It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> it doesn't it's matter. It's not. It's the principle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be the most epic. That would be the most epic D and D roll. You just, I, I have a house. You, you pick up your dog. Dice. You pick up your dog and you squeeze it, and it <laughs> poops out in that twenty. <laughs> and you have to like wipe it off and be like, okay, that. Oh god. Okay, that's a four. Oh, All right, god. bad dog, bad. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> oh god. So, uh, Josh. Other yeah. than other than animal abuse, which didn't actually happen, what have you been up to this week? Someone's gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, I I I did nothing, which is sad because my birthday happened. Oh, what yeah. did you do? Happy that was birthday. depressing. Sorry, nothing. Uh, yeah, no, well, what happened is, first of all, my birthday was the sixth. Easter was the fifth. So, what my family likes to do is mash it together when holidays and things like that are close. Um, like my wife's, her birthday yeah. is in December, so her birthday gets mashed in with Christmas, and it's just—it's kind of like really like, happy birthday, me. Jesus died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And then and then you know I I got some money, uh, which is always cool, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, I ate shrimp. Which okay. actually was pretty shrimp, good. Shrimp are good. Shrimp yeah. was good. You know, you know what else are shrimp? I mean, good. What else is shrimp, Tech? Uh, an Indian News Injection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indian News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. And this week on Indie News Injection, we start out with uh, something for you Baltimore residents or anybody living in the Maryland, D.C., area we have gamescape what was that that's you it is me yes i live outside of baltimore in a different town completely which is good (laughs) so uh gamescape is a uh big showcase where they they show a lot of creative games and the people behind it you can browse and interact with a bunch of the with with certain games um by both local and international uh developers it is between it is it is from july 17th to the 19th 2015 obviously and it is at the north it is on north charles street 1727 you can check the link in the description of the video or search gamescape on google and you will find out more information Mm, excuse me will i they've got games like um uh uh dungeon dive or x zip it um, intercubes. Like exhibit, as in like the rapper. Uh, no, it's it's X. Does anyone know who he is anymore? Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> um, you got a lot of like in like single uh single game developers showcasing games here. Um, and you not, know, it, not married ones. <laughs> I I don't know why I'm doing this. Go ahead. I keep yeah. saying stupid shit. <laughs> and it's just uh, it's verbal diarrhea. Yeah. Go ahead. There's also going to be uh, some bands and a marketplace and stuff for you to check out. Uh, There's still a lot more information that uh, that will be coming out of the woodwork, but make sure to check it out. Uh, You can find it out www.artscape.org. It's it's in there. It's under the visual arts tab. So is this like Gamescape? Is Artscape just a general thing, and then they have like exhibits, kind of like uh, kind of like the Seattle EMP Museum? Yes, that's that's basically it. Yeah. All right. Exhibit. (laughs) Exhibit. Yeah. Uh Pimp My Ride, that's where he's from. Really? Yeah. Oh, I recognize. Okay. I like how I he's not known for his rap. Did you know <laughs> by the way that he rap battled Tom Green? Does anyone know who Tom Green is? 
is he the ADHD guy from Clone High? What? What? <laughs> Wait, do we do we transition yet? No. Oh. We're still in the show. This, yeah. I just I just went into it and in between. Now sec- you have to. For oh, those oh, you listening, oh, it's my thing again. For, this, for those you listening, for those you listening to the recorded version, you just got a glimpse of what you'll taste. Uh, yeah, uh, in the live show. In the live show. So <laughs> Hitbox.tv/slash Josh and yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking Thank of you, things, Salty. speaking of things that 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 shouldn't even really matter. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, the game series, the game trilogy currently uh, that you, that has been, uh, you know, storming YouTube Let's Players and fans alike, is getting their own movie. Why? I don't know. <laughs> what? Um, no, I mean, first of all, first of all, the, think about it. I mean, it's a horror movie. And, right? you know, so there's this, that horror okay. movies in general, even the bad ones are just, you know, they're fun yeah. um, and they're easy to make. Right. But the thing is, first of all, this is based off of new um, no, this is based off a real story, a whole Chuck E. Cheese shooting thing, uh, shooting spree that happened. That's what this is based off of. Um, Was it really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yep. Um, and it happened in the 90s. And then. The other thing is, this guy, even though the game in itself, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just cheap jump scares, all the time jump scares, there's not even really much going on. When you dig into it, I mean, all the theories, yeah. you, if you even watch a game theorist, I'm sure you've seen the video, um, They, the, the game in itself, the backstory behind it is so deep and complex um, that I, I think, and he is being brought in to help with the movie, as far as that goes, like his writing skills. So... I think that will be what makes this a movie to watch. You know, Wait, they're getting surreal. the game theorists to write the script? No, no, no. The guy who created the Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, they would. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's no, a I mean, they could just buy the rights now, from them. You know what now, I mean? Now, they're actually having him work let, on it. Let me... Can I, can I just bring my skepticism? It has to be at least once, once an episode at this point. Like, wh- really? Come on! Like, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. It's like, you know, I'm, it's it's a game that's popular, money. I don't even like the game that much. I mean, as far no, as just I don't the game like the goes. Game either, but... but I'm actually excited for this. I, I, nah. I would not first of all, first of all, as indie game riot, uh we should be that's supporting true. we should that, be supporting true. all endeavors for indie games. As as the award win- winning editor, come on. <laughs> like have some more integrity than that. Like <laughs> you don't know how the movie's going to go. It's that, not going to just true. be it's that's not going to be you sitting in a room jump And, scared, and jump to scared, be fair, scared. I really did enjoy the movie Zombies Zombies Zombies, which was literally zombie hookers versus strippers, a pimp and one of the strippers brothers. And the zombie strippers became zo- zombie hookers, sorry, became zombies from zombie crystal meth. So I, I at the I very think... least, at the very least, they could. Yeah, you're right. At the very least, this will be a Netflix B movie. Yes, and that is also fun. In and I guess way. that's okay. That's... I'm curious as how they're really going to adapt it because I mean, the game. Well, wouldn't that be some so shit simple. if they actually did have you just the entire movie took place in that room? Wouldn't no, that be that'd, some be, shit? that'd be. No, I'd be well if it was good. I'd be impressed. That would be that's true. Badass. That'd be, I, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's like some 12 Angry Men shit right yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like, like one Papers, Please in movie form. Or... Yeah, but but at the same time, like, you have to think, like, where they're going with it. Because this could go Home Alone really fast. Oh, you mean, like, with sequels? No. 
What do you mean? Like, like sort of. Okay, oh, the I whole get trap it, thing? but it's definitely from the eighties. What? You know, like just that sort of like campy feel, but like everybody, like Gremlins. It could I turn into Gremlins. Be... <laughs> That's a complete. Why would you think this is going to turn into Gremlin? I mean, no, I guess no, no. I mean, like, turn. I mean, like the like you know the first in the series, like you know, campy eighties. <laughs> like, yeah, it's scary, but then if like... they. It could either go Gremlins or it could go Sharknado. M. Night Shyamalan tapped his director so salty in the chat. Yes. <laughs> that would be, uh, I don't know how I'd feel about hey, that. Hey, M. Night Shyamalan is a talented director who jumped the shark far too many times far too long ago. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, he, well, it's not movie cast. So, Idiot. Yeah. yeah, so anyway. Exactly. Five Nights at Freddy. First of all, this is, by the way, just so you know, this is so incredibly early in the process. Yeah. Like this is like, hey, we're already doing this. <laughs> like, hey, we came up with this idea. They did tap producers already. Um, mm-hmm. The producers, did you, uh, you didn't mention producers. Right? No, I did not. Not um, yet. The producers, they have, um, they do have, uh, uh-huh. oh, not a pedigree. That's not the right word. Uh, a resume. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, they it? might have a pedigree. We Maybe. don't know. Uh, Roy Lee. dogs. I don't know. Roy Lee, he uh, he's producing the new Poltergeist uh, remake and Old Boy remake. I actually don't even know what that is, but the Poltergeist I do. And um, he also produced The Ring and The Grudge, the American versions. Um, okay. And Seth Graham Smith is the other one, uh, is another one who has, he did Dark Shadows, which actually was kind of terrible, and Abraham Lincoln, which also was kind of bad. Um, but Abraham also- Lincoln or Abraham Lincoln Vampire Vampire Hunter, Hunter. thank you. All right. Thank you for clarifying. And uh, very last... important distinction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess there was a movie Abraham Lincoln. Um, and then the last one was David Katzenberg, who is producing, but he is actually um, like his biggest known thing is writing for the Goldbergs, which, which is like a TV sitcom comedy thing. I don't know. It was ech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goldbergs. Anyway, um, no. I have jokes that go through my head and they make me laugh and no one else is like, why are you laughing? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know what should definitely happen because it already did. Hmm. The indie box, you know, we, uh, everyone, anyone who's listened to the show knows we love the indie box. Um, we made friends with them back during indie three when they just started up. Um, they have been more and more successful and, uh, all that sort of stuff. They, First of all, every time we bring them up, I do want to always disclose that we have a um, an, an affiliate, affiliate link. link with them. So uh, it does actually support us, and it supports IndieBox, and it supports the devs. So there is that, but that does not um, affect whatever we're talking about. It's just we're talking about fact. It's just a thing. Um, there's a link to the IndieBox, and that is the affiliate link in the chat. So just so you know. Um, and... The news for this week about the indie box is that they are partnering with Humble Bundle. Uh, they actually have, you know, how Humble Bundle when they do um, bundles, a lot of times you can pay like twenty five, thirty dollars, whatever, for like actual swag instead of j- just games. Yeah. Does anyone use the word swag anymore? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're just a few years late. Um, <laughs> so in this case, they have a humble weekly bundle. There's currently, uh, about five and a half days left on that. It's tabletop themed. It's, it, it's video games, but it's all like tabletops games put into, uh, you know, video game through steam or whatever. And there's the link for the humble bundle in the chat. This time, the swag that they have, you can pay $32. You get all the games and all that sort of stuff. You get $32 for the Humble Bundle box. 
that's like their add-on to it. Um, in that box, you'll get things like uh, Humble Bundle playing cards. Um, you get five six-sided dice, dice, not die, dice um, with the Humble Bundle logo on it. There's going to be uh, two different meeples that you get, I think. Is that what they're called? Meeples. Meeples, um, sure. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> like the, it's like the generic I like little icons for game boards. Anyway. If you don't know what a meeple is, you don't game for board games, and that's fine. Just... I love board games. I just don't have the money or friends. <laughs> uh, that's true. And you also get four metal um, like game tokens, much in the style of Monopoly. I actually think it's funny, so they wouldn't get sued. They said, uh, where is it? The uh, four metal game tokens in the style of that classic game where something as simple as a thimble can gain total control of the real estate industry. Um, and actually in the four that you get, you'll get uh, Raz's hat and aviator goggles from yeah. Psychonauts. <gasps> yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> I know, right? Uh, you'll get you'll get Goo, Goo Ball from World of Goo, Bandage Girl from Super Meat Boy, and Yosef from Machinarium. Actually, that's the one I least know. But uh, that they they actually did do. Uh, I think Anybox did that game once. But anyway, so it's really cool. Thirty two bucks that gets you all the games in that. So go check it out. Yeah. It supports a lot of people. And yeah. the Anybox is cool. Go check them out. Support a lot of people. And uh, you know what else supports a lot of people? I was gonna say what well, you know what else costs thirty two bucks. Just kidding. It's free. What's free? We have an interview. Oh, uh, with with. I thought the, you were uh, trying to say. Go ahead. But, I mean, <laughs> if they no. want to give $32. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like, they yeah, should you, give $32. $32 or to, more. Uh, to Tess, or as we call her, Sheik Monster, or Sheik, uh, who you've been hearing throughout the throughout the show. Uh, she is currently uh, running a Kickstarter campaign for her game Charmixie, which is a little bit hard to, to read. In my opinion, um, but it is a a mobile game where you you really there's a lot of stuff that you can do in this game. So could you tell us what sure just kind of ha- yeah, what in you your do in words, this game? What is well, Charmixie? Oh, the idea for Charmixie was really uh, I played uh, oh god what was it called Star Space Team? There we go. That's what it was. I played Space Team on my mobile phone. I don't know if you guys we just have talked about Space Team, Team last yeah. week. Yeah. It was such a blast, uh, and I loved it so much. And I remember after the first time playing Space Team, it was like, oh, my God, it's incredible that I just have this mobile phone with me that I can take anywhere and, like, have this really fun experience, but, like, you know, nobody's really utilizing that. Like, as far as I know, there's a lot of multiplayer games that are, like, really turn-based and stuff, but they don't kind of capture the, you know, let's sit together and let's play a couch, game. You know, like that, gaming on mobile. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of DS stuff, but not everyone can afford a Nintendo DS or, right. you know, the latest games or anything. I know I definitely had that problem growing up. Uh, I was had a very low income. But everybody's got a smartphone nowadays. And I just really wanted to make a game that had the feel <laughs> of, uh, yeah, well, you know. A lot more people have a smartphone, I'll say this, than I'm a poor. Nintendo DS. Um so I just wanted to really make a game that was about, like, connecting people in in a way that was really, really fun. You know, if you're in a line or you're sitting in a coffee shop or something, you take out the game and play it. So I started designing a game centered around that. Um, 
Uh, and I was developing it for about a year, just kind of trying out a bunch of different weird ideas. I know I wanted something that had to do with, like, uh, some sort of fantasy element. Like, the idea was that you and your friends would sort of go on this kind of quest and you'd have this kind of thing. Um, and then I ended up with Charmixie. You know, I really liked Magical Girls. I really liked uh, Witches. I think around that time, this was probably a really big influence, um... God, what was it? Harry, uh, Harry Potter. The guys who made a Kill a Kill, they released a uh, sort of like a 30-minute anime short about this girl who went to a witch academy. It's completely escaping me. I forget the name of it. But it was like School for Witches or something like that. I Oh, God. It'll, it'll come to me. But anyway, <laughs> it was... It was a fantastic little 30-minute short, and I had so much fun watching it. And I think from there was really the idea to be like, okay, well, let's let's put it in a witch school, you know. Let's do something kind of cute and feminine. Um, you were talking about this earlier. I'm a huge feminist. I'm really, really into getting more women into game play and game development. Um, and, by, and I'm kind of... By feminist, though, I mean, do you mean, like, just empowering women? Because I, I just want to clarify for, for anyone who's still on that whole craziness of what... Pun not intended, witch hunt uh, from before. <laughs> Little Witch Academia, that's the one. Yeah. Thank you, Callens. Um Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a... Uh, that's just like I mean, I mean, just saying, like, you're not saying, like, all men are pigs. No, they're not. Right. But they could do to step aside and maybe let some more women get into right. their industries. <laughs> well, I, I um, just want to clarify just so, you know, people don't get all pissed off at you. So, no, yeah. no. I, I think men are great. Um, uh, or at least good enough to date. Uh, for now. <laughs> so that's cool. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I am a feminist. And, and my thing is what's really important to me is kind of just embracing that there is this really big hole in the industry. And I thought it was really curious when I first started making games that were really what you would call girly. You know, there's a lot of traditionally feminine things. You know, there's a lot of frills and magic and sparkles and things. But for whatever reason, if you make a game like that, it's either like, it's really stupidly easy or something, and it's it's not fun usually. And then when I came to the game development community, I remember I made a post on Reddit. I had sort of like this manifesto and stuff and saying like, you know, you can still make really girly games. I'd like to play a game about shopping and fashion and boys because when I was growing up, that was what I genuinely enjoyed. And I'd like it to be challenging. I'd like it to be, you know, a game. <laughs> And I got a lot of backlash from that, which was really surprising. You know, like, oh, you're being sexist. And I was like, mm. From, like, other, well, from you other know, girls? And, no, from male developers. Really? Uh, other girls other girls were like, eh, it's iffy. But, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that was fine. So, I mean, they were supportive. They were a lot more supportive than I'd say a lot of the developers that I came to. Um, and, in fact, a lot of women who I was speaking to who weren't gamers were very enthusiastic. They would say, I would love that if someone came to it from, you know, my perspective. Or, you know, I'm not into these very action-y things. I want something that has sort of this traditionally feminine touch. And that's, you know, just... And, and so I wanted to make something like that. And that's really... All those elements came together to make Charmixie. Sorry, that was really long-winded. Okay. So no, what okay. Charmixie has become is it's a puzzle combat game. Um, so it's kind of... I don't know if you've ever played Tetris Attack, but it Mario has sort of... All that yeah, like a lot of quest. these... 
Puzzle, Puzzle Quest, very similar. Puzzles and Dragons is another one that people have like ever, to mention. Have you ever played Puzzle Pirates? Puzzle Pirates, yes! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was uh-huh. a huge I played that in college. Fan. Oh, I was so into that. I and and, I, see, and I see influences from that, and I'm just like, I saw that, and I was like, Puzzle Pirates. Oh, right. Okay, I can totally get behind this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, it, I, you know, now that I think of it, I must have been influenced by Puzzle Pirates, because I love the shit out of that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was... It's it's a puzzle combat game now. So basically what you do is you have a set of charms, right? And uh, what you do, you'll collect charms as you go through the through the game, and you'll be uh, kind of building up this arsenal of weapons, I guess you could say. And within the puzzle combat kind of uh, arena, there's, you know, there's these falling tiles. You match them up, uh, and these elements will kind of combine together, and they'll power up your charms. And then once you have your charms... You use them for various effects. You can use them to kind of mess up your opponent's combos and things like that. Or you can attack your opponent. Everybody has health, and you're just kind of trying to dwindle your opponent's health to zero. And that's how matches are. So we designed it so that you'd be able to sit down, basically, and, uh, you know, you'd have your charms that you'd collected, maybe, and your opponent would have their charms that they'd collected, and you'd go head-to-head. And you would fight each other with with the puzzle combat and it seemed like a solid idea and that's what we were developing um so we wanted it to have a nice a big juicy story mode you know so there would be characters that you could meet and interact with and and fight with you know i i'd also say this probably took a lot of cues from pokemon because that was probably the only game that that's, i had when i was growing up that's where i was um, uh that's why i was thinking was when i started yeah. reading through your kickstarter i was like i was like there's a lot of there's a lot of game mechanics in here similar to pokemon i mean not yeah. necessarily like the gameplay is not like Pokemon at all, but yeah. the game feel That's, is a, is one for one. I'd say very much like Pokemon. Like, um, um, like I mean, I mean, I mentioned or not mentioned. I, I saw your stretch goals. You're kind of jumping ahead here, but I saw your stretch goals, and you mentioned like there's like uh, animal raising and seasonal and time based events. Um, the world in itself kind of reminds me a little bit of Pokemon. Which, by the way, I I'm. I, I got to stop you too. I'm impressed. At first glance, um, and I think a lot of people are for whether it's right or wrong. At first glance, I saw this game and I was like, okay. the The first thing I saw was like the 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 puzzle battles, the drop uh, block dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well that's fun. Um, nothing new. But then I started looking through your Kickstarter, and I was impressed with how deep of a game that you're making past, you know, just past that. And especially on a mobile platform, um, the world is really cool and deep and the, just the, even outside of the, the, the puzzle battles and, um, and all that you have like the, the customization. I, sorry, I cannot speak tonight. Customization and, um, all that sort of stuff. And and, and it just kind of, kind of envelops you into this uh, world that you're creating. So it's really cool that you're doing it on such a small platform. And not only that, but you, you plan on releasing this on mobile devices for free? Yes, completely free. That's also cool, right. too. Now, right? now, here, now, here's the question. Um, are you going to try and make money off of this past Kickstarter? Nope. Okay. Just- so so no free. microtransactions at least planned and no you know, no in game ads. 
We, no, I, I mean, I just want to make, uh, like, like I said, going back to getting more women and, and people who don't normally play games or are intimidated by what games currently have to offer. I just wanted to just completely remove any and all barriers from somebody being like, I don't really want to play this game. It, it doesn't even cost money. Just put it on your phone and play it for God's sakes, yeah. you know, and then play it with a friend. Like it's that kind of a, a thing. So it's, it's that's what I want to do. So I mean, I'm, but I, I still need to pay. You know, the people who are working for me. Obviously, right. um, I mean that's important to me. And uh, so I'm uh, giving about. I mean, you can see the cost breakdown in the Kickstarter. But you know, it's frankly the majority of the money is not even going to me. Uh, I get like one thousand dollars. It's probably going to go back into production. To be honest. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really need the money right now. Maybe someday I will. But right now, while I have the freedom to kind of do that kind of thing, uh, I'd like to kind of get that going. And, and again, yeah. it's really, really important to me to just make a fun game that everyone can enjoy without having a fear of, uh, you know, being charged for microtransaction. Now, in the beginning, when we thought we could make it free to play, uh, I just want to be, you know, completely upfront and honest about this. There is a possibility that maybe if we, for whatever reason, we can't afford to do it uh, completely free and there would be microtransactions, uh, we've come up with some, like, if you were to buy anything, it would be purely cosmetic. I don't want, I, that's no where I draw the line. It's not going to yeah. affect gameplay in any way. I 100% want everyone to play the game from start to finish without having to pay a cent if they don't want to. Yeah. And they don't need to. So it's going to be either purely cosmetic, and then we had another great idea, which was I thought would actually be really fun, um, is like say that when I mean, we have a dungeon portion, um, that's kind of where you go down to like grind and find uh, new treasures and, and charms and things. That's where you go to level up, basically, is the dungeon. And we thought it would be cool if you could buy a dungeon key um, for your for your own phone, and then if a friend is with you who doesn't own the key, they could like jump in with you, and they could play the dungeon as long as they were you know linked up to you. That'd be cool. Um, and that would be a really good social way for people to you know invest in the game if they wanted to. Um, but again, that's not really planned, but it's a possibility. Um, but I still want the game to be like completely free. <laughs> yeah, that that's you know. There aren't a whole lot of games, especially with the amount of content that you're planning in this game, that it's are It's not that much content, um, actually. Well, I mean, to be actually free, that is true. But, yeah. I mean, for a mobile game, it's actually not that much content. Um, well, you, there's a story to this, correct? There is a story, but, I mean, it's not, it's not like a huge sweeping well, thing. I mean, well, well here, here's the big question. Does it have more content than Space Team? Well, yes. I think even <laughs> see, the basic game see, would probably yeah. have more content than space. What I mean is, it doesn't take up a lot of space on your phone. Like right. that's that's what I feel is like a lot of people don't want to put like these big full games on the phone because they're yeah. like they don't think it'll be right for them. But you can. I mean, I know people put like emulators on their phones and just play like entire you know they'll play like Rising Sun or something on their phone, like Secret of Mana, whatever. I mean, that's a whole game, yeah. and they can play it pretty easily. Um, not that it works the exact same way, but I'm saying the phone is a great place to have if you actually want to do like this kind of bigger thing. We can do that for sure. Oh, there's a doggy. No, nah, it's a kitty. Oh, it's a kitty. Never mind. I hate cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have two doggies. Uh, All right, then you're okay. You're okay. It yeah. balances back out again. Those of you in the recording <laughs> tech as a cat. 
Yeah, I have a cat. She apparently I didn't close my door good enough, and now she is interested in me either feeding her or letting her out. So she is going to be with us until that until that happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which so, is okay. So uh, see what other things you have here. Local live multiplayer. You're talking about um, dueling with the blocks. Brew. Okay. So the other features too. Brew potions. Uh, I mentioned customization. Uh, the story. If I can just bring up customization really sure. quick, because this has been kind of a big thing also. I know a lot of people have gotten excited about it. Is um, You can customize your character, but we also, because it's been kind of a popular thing lately, and you know, just maybe like a nice thing, um, you can, we want to offer a lot of NPCs who are from a lot of different backgrounds, you know. That's, that's definitely been something that the community has been asking for for a really long time. So we have people of lots of races, magical lineages, um, genders, gender, sexuality, you know, all these kinds of things. So everybody feels like they are represented in some form in this game. Mm -hmm. And even if they're not, we also wanted to offer a lot of customization options. So you can be any race, any gender, any sexual orientation that you want. Um, a lot of everyone in the game, well, most everyone in the game who's like a student or something, you can date, you can romance. So there's really not a whole of, lot of restrictions as to who you want to be in the game. Um, and that's been a pretty popular feature. Um, but it's kind of stuck there kind of in the middle of the Kickstarter. So I do like to bring it up when so, I can. So you can, uh, you mentioned like dating other students and things like that. So there's on top of that, there's like a kind of an art, like a little bit of an RPG element in there. Yeah. Like a little Otome kind of mini game. Yeah. It's, I and, mean, it's nothing <laughs> deep, but it's, it's just like a cute thing that I and, like. I'm and, super into like dating Sims and stuff. And, I'll admit. And, and see, it's 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 that it's that part of me that's just like, oh yeah, I played a game like that that we talked about did you, earlier. Did you fuck uh, a pigeon? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but 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 it like that there were there were parts of this game that the in the Kickstarter that reminded me of uh uh RPG shooter Starwish, mm. which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into, but yeah, you know, I, I like the games that 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 can bridge diff can can add different gameplay elements from completely different types of games and work them in very well. Because, you know, sometimes you're you're playing this one thing and you're like, okay, I get it. And then you can, like, go to another game to do that. But if it's all right there, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to stop doing this and start doing that over there. And, you know, everyone has a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've played a lot of games where they'll have, like, this really interesting world and these great characters. And be like, but I can't date them. I'm, I, we can't be friends. <laughs> What's the point? Why would you even put that character in front of me if we can't make out? Okay. And so that's just something that I wanted to Making out is pretty freaking awesome, I guess. Making out is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have to work for it. That's actually what we do after every show, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have, like, these, like, machines. You, you, we can't show them because they're, like, you know, you know, not appropriate. But, you know, yeah. they're, they're this big. They're not. This big it's not can, you imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, these two beards, yeah, just kind of entwining. Yeah, just yeah, wrapping around each stuck other, stuck together like 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 the brown two, and orange, like like two tweens lattice, with braces. Like, you know? Yeah, uh, it's like a rom com, but instead of like yeah. the lipstick on the collar, yeah. it's like the see, darker beard and, hair. And, and see, this is the in your this, beard. This is what this is what this is what happens. You know, we we get rid of Rev. <laughs> Rev, Rev, we didn't get rid of Rev. He just can't show up tonight. <laughs> Guys, don't tell. Out, 
<laughs> we <laughs> bring he's got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not By the way, Rev, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can't hear it. Uh, so tell the people where they can uh, find this, what they can search. Uh, well, first, I just want to mention before we do that. Okay, because um, this is on Kickstarter and right. it needs the funding. So it really does. Please, go, God, give me money. For the love of God, give her money to throw it at her. Like, like I don't know. It, instead of going to the strip club, and, just throw it at and her. And no instead. matter what level you pro- um, pledge, you get the game because it's yeah. free. Exactly. Everybody benefits if the Kickstarter seats. And uh, just game is free, and everybody gets. So, it. and if you do donate, you get things like uh, access to a secretive blog where she talks about her plans to take over the world. Yeah. Um, you get your name in the credits, you get art, um, you get to beta test, uh, uh albums, uh, uh, romancing guides, yeah. you get, to, oh, design charm. That would be awesome. Design actually. charm. Cause that's yeah, kind of like what whole charm mixy is based around, correct? That's at the $80 level. So yeah. it's not actually that expensive. Yeah, um, exactly. So if you want to like do stuff like that, there's also a really fun, I mean, if you even want to splurge, like I think around the 200 dollar level we send you a small mini game and it's going to be like a tiny little puzzle box and when you open it inside there'll be like an exclusive item that you can redeem in the game um so that'll be really fun. that's kind of yeah. cool that would be cool yeah. so you get a, you get like a <laughs> tiny game for paying more so i mean if you really want to pay for an exclusive game you can it's like a tiny little puzzle box and i wanted to get people a physical box but i couldn't uh cool couldn't afford that yeah but digital boxes are more fun so you can do some weird some weird stuff with it um yeah and just to mention some of your stretch goals too if uh if if bill gates is listening and he's totally into char mixy um mm-hmm. i know he's a fan of the show exactly Bill, come on, Will, William, Billy. Um, <laughs> old Bill, old buddy, old pal. It's the Gates Meister. Anyway. Billiam. <laughs> Why don't you donate $5,000? You can have your likeness on, uh, or you can, so you can design your own. Uh, and now you've got to make Bill Gates into yeah. a character, so now you got to do it. Uh, anyway, stretch goals, 20000 Um you get classmates who grow with you. I'm actually so. What is that? That's like. Uh, That's they get harder as the game goes on. We have a system in place. It's a really fantastic system that Salty and I worked on, and it's basically we can essentially program a fighting personality into every character. So they can be afraid of certain moves, for example, or they can be really aggressive. Like we have one character, for example, uh. Bailey Braxton, she's kind of like the school sports team. She's like the tomboy. She really likes to to be in the sports and go really fast. You know, things like that. Gotta go fast. Um, so when you fight her in her play style, she will do a lot of moves that are not necessarily very damaging, but they're very quick. Um, so, I mean, we kind of have this way to program personalities into the fighting style of all the AI and the NPCs. Um, so if we get the extra money, we'll be able to invest a little time into essentially getting them to grow so we can write maybe like four or five separate personalities at different intervals. So as you get stronger in the game, all the other characters in the game are getting stronger too. Like if you were in a classroom with students, they were growing alongside you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all. And that's, story that, options. And, and see, well, that, that's what I talk about when I mention a lot of game. Because, right. no, it's not... Oh, it's it's not so many gigabytes, but it's like there's there's depth. There's you that's know, what I was conflict. talking about too, with yeah. like how it's kind of the world is it envelops you into it, uh, and how I was saying it was impressive for for a mobile game to do that, and and just things like that where where your classmates growing with you, having that whole. I I I don't want to. 
I keep I keep wanting to compare it to Harry Potter because that's the wizard thing that I I know. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's like I mean, Harry Potter. Actually, no, no, no. Is, just, just we're going just hear to me send out. a lot of press emails to some Harry Potter fan sites. Somebody like okay. recommended yeah, to right. that to us. They're <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'd be into it. But I mean, like talking about the students growing with you. I mean, imagine Harry Potter. He was started off as a little bad acting kid, and then he grew up with uh, with Hermione and got uh, cock blocked. And um, yeah. <laughs> so also 30,000 broom sport animal raising mini games, the animal, uh, which is again, adding more content to a pretty awesome game already. And then uh, finally around 50,000, you would get seasonal and time-based events, yeah. um, which would be like, so, so like I'm assuming like winter would create different themes and also maybe yeah. affect the battles differently. In the winter, it would snow in the fall, you know, like the colors would change. And also there would be like uh, a specific, yeah, like you said, a specific battle, maybe like a boss that would only appear at a certain time of year or a certain event that would only appear at a certain different time of charms, year. maybe even, or no. Yeah. You don't know that. I mean, okay. any, it, it was really possibly. Deep, yeah. Possibly. I mean, like that's like adding a D, you know, like some additional, extensive stuff later right. on down the line um which is totally possible <laughs> um awesome. but yeah so but i mean that's a lot of content that's really just mostly content i mean because to make a charm is actually pretty easy that's why we are offering it at such a low pledge level is it's really just one set of pixel art and then you give us some rules and then we play test it until it fits into the game um but when you're making a bunch of content that costs a lot of money that's like hours that you're sitting there drawing yeah. out you know a thing and writing out a story for it um and that's what really costs the most money the gameplay is actually pretty quick and easy to to deliver uh so that's why you get a lot of the gameplay for, you know, the $15,000. Yeah, uh, Callan's in the chat says Charm DLC for 15 bucks. So there's <laughs> yeah. your way of making money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. DLC on a mobile game. Um, yeah. uh, so you can check this out uh, on Kickstarter. Uh, you can just search Charmixy. That's uh, C-H-A-R-M-I-X-Y. Witch Academy. Uh, Charmixy Witch Academy. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll see it. It's, it's the I one with it's right. it's the one with the with the with the cute anime schoolgirls in the video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if this sounds like it's up your alley, definitely check it out. Um, I I promise, the more you look into it, the more you will you know realize that this isn't just a a stupid. It's like oh yeah, it's a mobile game with puzzles. Buy it. Well, I feel like mobile games are harder to to get funded too, and I feel because like, people like look at it. Okay, mobile game next. And they really shouldn't because, a lot, especially people on, on Kickstarter, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are people who are just trying to create clones or whatever, but pe yeah. it, it, you should look into it because it, mobile, mo the mobile platform needs games like this. They need creative, yeah. they need creativity and they need, you know, deeper games instead yes. of clones. So that's why you should fund things like this. Um, and is there anything else that you want to let people know about, Cheek? Uh, oh, gosh. Just that, you know, I'm, I don't want to like come off as like being big headed about this. I, I mean, I am pretty egotistical. <laughs> people will tell you that about me, but you know, I, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it because I really want to make a game that a lot of people can enjoy. Um, and me and my team have put a lot of effort into this. Um, my programmer was kind of has been going without a job for a while. Um, and in California, which is kind of where mostly we're based, it's like you make $90,000 a year. And he's getting $75,000, I think that's what, not 75000 7500 
and that's just to pay his rent. Like, we're not doing this to get rich. We're doing this because we love to make games, and we want to do something really special and really fun that everybody can enjoy. Yeah. If you don't really like anime school course or whatever, you know, you might like the gameplay. We're putting a lot of effort into making it rich and, you know, and fun. Um, and if you're not really a gamer, maybe you'll like that it's got this kind of openness to it. You know, we've put a lot of effort into making it really inclusive and, and putting story and other elements in there that, you know, you might enjoy. So we want to make a game that's fun for a lot of people. And so it's really important that we get funded. Uh, so, yeah, you know, please kick us a few bucks if you can. Share it with people who you think you would be interested in it. Um, and that would really mean a lot to us. <laughs> I, I do know that Rev, um, I think a lot of his people would be into this. So I'm, I'm assuming that they will... Be, if they haven't already, be jumping all over this. And for those of you, uh, I mean, she was talking about here, gaming um, for the masses, uh, inclusiveness and and accessibility and everything like that. Um, oh, yeah, I should just really quickly. It, we also made the game colorblind friendly. So if you're colorblind you and Rev. you're worried about time, Yeah, there games, you go, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> you monochromat freak. <laughs> yeah. So I know that's like an issue, actually, that a lot of people don't realize is that those tile-based games that have a lot of color stuff can't play by colorblind people. Um, so we've got some shapes in there and things to help people out uh, as well. So, awesome. yes, I almost awesome. forgot about that. And so, yeah, I mean, the indie game, the you guys, you, if you're listening to us, you probably like indie games. Even if you're not into this kind of game, I think it's still worth this just is, for... This is, about, this is about as indie as just it gets. For the, not even that, <laughs> just for the principle of the fact that just, yeah. they're creating a game that's free for everyone, no strings attached and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Not free to play, um, free. Free. And uh, go kickstart it. Do it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go and on so, and give uh, us money. And so, so what you should be doing is what uh, the game that we are going to be talking about next is doing, which is... Starting, Starting a riot. riot. This week on Starting a Riot, we are talking about the Spatials. The Spatials is a city management. Well, I don't know if it would be a city management game, but um, it's a it's like a it's a cross between a city building game and like roller coaster tycoon. It sort of it sort of has some uh, like prison tycoon. tycoon. Yeah, it is tycoony. Yeah, tycoony. Is that a? Did we I, just come up with a new now, genre? Bam, tycoony. Tycoony. Uh, uh, hop on that sheet. You're gonna a tycoon like copyright. Tycoon. Yeah, yeah. Fuck copyright indie game riot. <laughs> 2015. Uh, we'll commission Sheik to make the next uh, tycoon like game. And uh, anyway, spatials. So um, first of all, I really. I will say first, I will, pre I will preface it with saying that I do really enjoy this game. I am especially fond of these kinds of games, the tycoon games and the city building games. I love those kinds of games. And this game, you mentioned this right before we started the segment. Yeah. said, let's talk about it in the, se in the segment. Yep. It does not hold your hand. No. At all. It, I mean, it gives you little pop-ups, um, little tutorial pop-ups, but you're like, okay. And All then. right, and, and then you get it. And, <laughs> and, and and the other thing, like, and and we're gonna we're probably gonna start out being a little bit critical, but but really, there there's a lot to talk about about this game. But you know, I, I started play. I launched it up the first time. You know, I, I'm playing. I'm doing the tutorial. Like, awesome tutorial. The tutorial kind of ends. I'm like, all right, cool. What's this? And I and I put down a spaceport. And then people start coming in and they're pissed. And I'm like, uh, uh, well, how, well, all I have is a storage room and some places where people okay. could sleep. What okay, do you okay. want? 
<laughs> let me let me tell you let me tell you something though with that. Okay, this first of all, first of all, when you go into different screens, it gives you these little pop-up tutorials, but that's really all it does. You have to figure out like how to do it, um, yeah. like how to play the game uh, so that you can win. And by the way, there is an end game to this, um, and and that's the thing with this game. It, I think not only does it not hold your hand, but it, it it's it's paced very very slowly. Yeah. Um, the farther you get into the, this game, the deeper it gets. And that's what happened with me. You were mentioning like the spaceport. You yeah. build like it's like in the game you can build different sections of your space hub. Yeah, I different rooms. Um and the spaceport is one of them. That's where visitors come. This is where, like where the tycoon kind of part goes in. Visitors come in, they have certain needs that need to be fulfilled and your spaceport better have it or else they're going to be pissed. Um you know like like sleep and shower or uh, certain um, certain amenities shopping goods shopping food yeah. things like that so I actually played I very much did like I, I explored you can go explore planets you can uh, shoot things on those planets you have little missions on those planets and you can level up your officers which are like the people that you control yeah. um, there's the by the way that build stuff different classes there's scientists diplomat uh, strate- strategist uh, doctor and engineer. Yeah. They all have different skills, but they all can shoot things as well. <laughs> um, I did that. I explored worlds. I bought resources. I built things. Uh, all that sort of stuff. I, I completed missions. And then when I was done with all that, I was like, so what now else what? Yeah. is there? Um, <laughs> and because I was like, I was stuck. I didn't have much money. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to keep exploring worlds because I, first of all, I didn't want to blast through the game. Um, plus it, it, it progress progressively gets harder, um, as you unlock new galaxies and systems and all that sort of stuff. Um, but when I, when I built that visitors like docking port, mm-hmm. first of all, I didn't do it in the beginning because I thought it was like the thing that I already had, like that thing. Yeah, that exactly. Off with. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't need that. And then I was like looking around. I was like, wait a minute, this is different. So I put it down. I had enough money to build it and I put it down. I was like, Oh, it's actual yeah. visitors. And by the way, you can, it starts off with humans, but apparently there are different races that will eventually come to visit you, um, depending on certain circumstances. But and they came in, and then I started to realize, oh, it's like a tycoon kind of thing with as far as this part goes. So there's a lot of things going on here. And they you mentioned, like, they were pissed when you first got onto, yeah. onto the thing. Yeah. What are you yawning for? I'm sorry. Bitch? It's, it's <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you uh, you start they, – they, they start off pissed. Yep. But what it, what it is, they, they're always going to start off pissed. Okay. They get happy as they fulfill their needs, and they're like, oh, this place is actually pretty cool. Right. But, I, what but I, when you start out, like, you only have two rooms. They don't explain any of this. There is no tutorial for this part of the game, um, which which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. But, I, I, well, that's the thing. Like, I since I built it so much later, I had a bunch of things already. That's I, true. I, I had okay. unlocked different rooms. Yeah. But um, see, they, they didn't even tell me about that's, the, the that's planetary stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no tutorial. Like, like you have I to go to that plan- screen. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, I went to the. I, I I was playing the game and I was like, okay, oh, there are other tabs, and I go to this other tab, and I'm like, okay, there's my crew. I don't know what to do. What's this? Oh, planets. Uh, I think that I shouldn't mess with the planets yet. What can I do back where they started me? I feel like I need to worry about this more, and it turns. Uh, it, yeah, but 
the game plays very very well. Yeah, no, it is it is it is really fun. Um, yeah, the it does get a little bit repetitive with um, going to planets. Uh, right. Because there, when you go to a system, there's several planets that orbit us on. One of the planets is, like, already colonized, and that's where you can use your diplomats to either hire new officers or um, you put a, a diplomat in as an ambassador, and that will, like, allow you to harvest resources from the planets faster. And the resources go to your station, and you can make more stuff on your station, yep. which please the people, and it's a big cycle. Yes. Um, so it, and it, the game was thought out pretty well as far as that goes. But it gets a little repetitive when it comes to these planets that are just there to like, as I guess you would say side missions to kind of unlock the, um, the, the new resources. Right. But the mission, the actual mission plants that unlock the next galaxy or whatever, um, are more fun because there's, they're, they're different. Yeah. You're not just going well, on shooting stuff. Just well, well, here, here's the, here's the big, the, the big question. So this game is $13 on steam mm-hmm. that, that that's not a whole lot of money. I think it's worth thirteen bucks. I, I would I would say that even though it's very repetitive, I think that it's worth thirteen bucks. Like there there are other. Well, it's only that one part that I think is repetitive. To be honest, right, right, exactly. And and you know maybe someone will like that. And again, you know, yeah. Well, and again, we I mentioned the pacing is slow. So as you go, maybe it won't be repetitive. It's just right. in the beginning it is because that's all there is to do. As you unlock yeah. more stuff, maybe there'll be more things. Yeah, um, I, I do get a I do get a sort of um, uh, Nomoria vibe. I know we talked about that in like episode like one or two, um, uh, with with like the building, but then the fighting and the yeah. combat and exploring like that's just a whole nother like yeah, level of game. A lot of things so going on. yeah, so I really think they thought out with with like okay yeah no I can we we understand that building this thing might get boring. Go out and explore, and I'm like. All right, cool. Let's explore. <laughs> so, well, I think uh, th- one thing that I mean, I mentioned like the the price. I think is worth it, even as is. And I would say it is a complete game. Um, it, it is a complete game because it's, that's why we're doing on starting to write. But I would say that it seems complete. However, right, I feel like there could still be more content, or maybe at least if there are more content, maybe it should be paced a little bit differently and yeah. added and maybe they should expand on the end of the game. Right. Um, because in the beginning you're like, I, there's not a whole lot to do. And you know, that's fine for like the first 20 minutes or so. But as you, you know, you play, you get an hour, two hours in, you're like, okay, what happens now? Now I, I, where I'm at now, I'm just starting to understand and starting to unlock more things and getting to see how, all the different parts of the game interact with each other, the whole cause and yeah. effect of it. So um, it could just be that I need to keep playing, but I'm already like hours into it. So yeah, you need to have patience if you're going to play this game. Definitely. Um, what, uh, what, what, what I can't, I can't go away from this video. So can you tell them the, the name of the, uh, the developer and the builds and all that stuff, like all right. where they can play. So, it. so this was developed by and published by oh. Weird and Rye. Uh, that that's the name of their company, Weird and Rye. Say that five times fast. Also, link it in the live chat. For oh, those people. gotcha. Uh, I just need to do that now because I'm it. looking at a bunch of a bunch of other stuff here. Sorry, I just had weird We're tabs pop on up. The job. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, you can <laughs> so unprofessional. Yeah, I know. Well, what right? do you think? What do you think of the game? She just by watching, or just by taking a look at it. 
Oh, boy. I mean, I've never been much for, like, the broad thing. I, this seems like something that would probably bore me. But I I would watch if it had, like, a, a good personality, someone playing it. I think it would be fun to watch. I do like to put on, like, the longer games kind of on to watch while right, I work or right. something like that. But, I mean, it seems like they're putting a lot of stuff into it, which is great. I, I also uh, like how there there is this... There is this level of like there are certain things that you should and shouldn't do, but it's not like you have to 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 make sure that this is near that and that is near this and they aren't walking super far or else. Yeah, there's like, definitely a lot yeah. of kind of player can kind of insert their own agency. And I know there's a lot of people who would love to like not have their hand held and just kind of figure things out as they yeah. go, yeah. even if it's a little painful. I mean, that is definitely somebody's game boner right there for sure <laughs> yeah and, and they that do is have the thing. yes yeah it, 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 it's not something like hand holding should be used sparingly i just think mm. that maybe not necessarily holding hands like telling it's because there's to so do. much game i yeah i think there's just like i feel like maybe we're missing something yeah. i feel like they and should just point you like here's some things that you can do have I, fun. I think that they they need to have a section because they have this information out there if you go on their website they have a guide and they split all these guides up that are so much more detailed and so much more interesting. I didn't even take a look at the guide. I didn't know that. Well, exactly. And and the, that's become uh, a thing lately where people kind of rely on the wiki more than the game to actually address. teach you. I'm not right. really in. I well, don't really support I think that. that. I think that if they if there was just a little blurb, it's like that just said. Now that you've built the two rooms that we told you to build. Why don't you try exploring new planets to find new technologies, new new planets? Click on the tab. I click on the tab, and if you're like, go to a new planet and do this, and you do that, it's like like one game that that did that very well was the late game in Spore, where they were like, hey, there's some stuff. Go here and maybe check this out. And game, man. And I know, and 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 there's a difference between telling your player what they have to do, and uh, and and sort of pushing them in the right direction. And, and limiting their options. And, and here they've limited your options, but they also haven't limited your, your ability to fail miserably, which in some ways is okay. I would have rather maybe a more, if you'd call it hand-holding experience, a more I hand-holding think, I think it should just need. I think it just needs more road signs. Yes. Not yes. not necessarily hand holding. I think tutorial. Yeah. People should be able to play this game however they want. I mean, that's Quick the whole tips. point of being. Quick tips would be the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they have some. It's just not enough. Yeah. Right. No, I I mean I played a what is it Starbound and my mm. friends and I love to complain about that game even though it's a <laughs> lot of fun. Is that game just doesn't know where to where to begin to tell people what to do? It's just like. <laughs> Oh, um, this is how you craft tables That's unless you're Toyota. yeah making coffee. In which case, it's you know this entirely is that we make a joke for it where it's like they'll just design a new UI for every little damn thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this luckily doesn't have those problems, and and I've I really wanted to like Starbound, um, but but yeah, no. It, give it it's, a it, give it a couple years. Give Starbound yeah, a couple exactly. years before you get into um, that. So so it's definitely a lot of fun. You can check it out on thespatials.com or on Steam. Just search the Spatials. It's thirteen ninety nine. It has uh, oh, it doesn't have any reviews. 
It does have reviews. The Steam page was lying to me. It has it has about a hundred reviews. Everyone's really loving this game, and if you think you're going to love this game too, definitely check this game out. Uh, obviously, we recommend it, and definitely before you start, like read the guides on the website. Uh, we don't say that a lot, but this game really needs it. There's there's a lot of stuff that they just don't tell you about, but it's implemented I, very well. I yeah, definitely my my final verdict is definitely definitely worth the price um you know even even with that just got to be patient that's all just be patient. yeah exactly you know uh, what else you have to be patient with uh well it's certainly games, not peep show because games I, that that aren't out yet <laughs> uh, which, which, which would be the peep show oh god please give all your attention to Early access. And this week on Peep Show, we have something that, at least to me, was a lot more than it first seemed. We are talking about CrossCode, a game that is currently on Indiegogo and was first a free game on, uh, what do you say, uh, Game Jolt? Right? I think. It was yes. Game Jolt or Itch.io? It was Game Jolt Itch.io, one of those. Um, God, this video has me. a lot this of is, lag. I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this is a, um, it is a combat puzzle top-down game with, you know, it, you, you play it. All right? Just, <laughs> that's, a, that's a review. Play it. You know, so, so I watched the video. I, when, when, when you first heard about this, I pulled, up, I pulled up the video and I watched it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's one of those. And, oh, cool. They have a free, they have a free demo. And I, and I played the web version and. We have gamepad and mouse and keyboard support, and you know there, there's there's semblance of story, and you start getting into the story, and 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 the writing just is campy enough to pull me in, <laughs> and 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 then you get to the combat, and you're like, oh okay, combat, it's it's clicking, it's clicking punch, and then they're like, oh no, you need to dodge this attack, and I'm like, oh dodge, so so I do this button and D, and then I dodge away, and I'm like, oh. And then I start attacking the guy, and then I start dodging other attacks and just slashing up these these guard bots first thing. And it was just so tight and smooth and just all those good adjectives that you can use for a very well-programmed game. And it, I just felt, well, oh, this game feels so good. Oh like, yeah, I we, love those we, games. When they when they say on their on their on their uh, Indiegogo buttery smooth physics, <laughs> they're not kidding. Like this well, this gameplay footage does not do it does not do it justice just because I didn't no, realize it, how jittery this was going to get. Yeah, the the it's just so it's so fast paced to the point where like you have it, this isn't a, a mindless brawler anymore. Like there are the mindless brawlers that you know everyone's played in the past but this this one is not a button masher this one is real time fast paced you have to know what you're doing and you're going to screw up because you're going to misclick somewhere and this is just just oh man oh so good <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. yeah exactly like like words you know and and the 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 writing is really good and the story is just I, so I cool knew, the, like, just because it reminds me i mean not it's not the same game, but it, it reminds me just in style of, of Star Wish, which you mentioned. Yeah, earlier. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are definitely uh, RPG elements and we haven't even gotten to the puzzles. 
you know, puzzles are turning into like this weird like gimmick thing, but the the the, the way that they're implemented is just so so good. Like the oh, man, I'd be happy if this game just made me punch stuff. And then <laughs> you just go around and punching babies. Yeah, and shit. yeah, exactly. Just like, just just let me fight it. Oh, you mean in the game? Our... Yeah, exactly. Oh. you know, like like just let me punch stuff in the game. Like that's good enough. I thought you they meant, have to throw throw in, like, just... like no, no, no. Because <laughs> you know you punch and shoot stuff in the game, and then you have puzzles and stuff, and it's just ah, oh, it's so good. And it's it is uh, it is the sixteen bit style. Uh, Do you think? Do you think what? they're using RPG Maker? Dude, this this game runs so smooth it can't, it can't be RPG no. Maker. Yeah, I mean no. like it looks it's in that style, that's why. But but it, they use like if it is RPG Maker, they knew they know how to use the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the fact that that I can't Maybe find the maker. word RPG Game Maker is probably more likely. Yeah. Um, that's the big juice the juice engine. Juice. I, they're not saying that it's made from Game Maker. Game what are they saying? Maker. I don't know what they're saying. Oh, well, I, then how do you know? Because I'm I'm on their quit, I'm on their quit. Indiegogo and I'm control effing like you're control effing yeah control f control find oh, geez, no, you find, are uh, searching the dominatrix um, so so they're they're planning on they they have a um, a Windows demo available they're planning on getting it out on uh, Linux Mac and Steam soon and then they also have a Wii U stretch goal. Uh, that's that's another big move that a lot of devs. Hello, Kitty. I didn't even realize that you were there. Um, uh, a lot of big companies are moving to the Wii U. That's pretty awesome. You can get it in English or German, which is kind of cool. Uh, they're also planning on adding more language, uh, more languages to the mix. Right now, they have raised forty five thousand dollars, or sorry, euros of their eighty thousand euro goal. How many days you left? Can, yes, they have uh, sixteen days left. So they're um, pretty on track then. They they are pretty on track and for um fifteen dollars or fifteen euros, sorry, I do the conversion. I I really should, but do I have an Indiegogo account? Let's try let's see. You I think should. Um We did an Indiegogo. I know, and it should it should convert. I guess it doesn't. That's bad. For fifteen euros you get the game. Uh for twenty five euros you can beta test the game. Uh when the beta tests come out, you also get um uh the Steam key and the DRM free copy. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, there are a bunch of other uh, goals, uh, pledge levels, all the way up to five thousand dollars. So if you seem re- like you uh, like you really want to throw some money at a game, you know, I mean, either you could go, you know, we we're talking about Kickstarter games this whole time. For sure, you, you uh, you know, throw money at this, but you also have like, oh, the the RPG elements are reminiscent of um, Final Fantasy X. And uh, I just want to say MechWarrior Online because you have like different uh, the, the way that it, the the art is just set up. You've got like your your uh, your belt and your boots and your and your helmet and your two arms with all the other different stuff. And then you have all the different uh, uh, you have the the skill tree where you unlock different uh, you know abilities or attributes the more you level up. Uh, there are a bunch of different elements that you can do with this uh, that you uh, you can use throughout this game. Uh, the the soundtrack's really good. Uh, and at ninety thousand euros, if they the the first stretch goal is a new game plus. So once you beat the game, you know that's the that's the new cool thing. You know you get to play a, a, a faster, harder, crazier. I want to I want to point out too that in the chat, um, 
who, who was it? Oh, uh, Callens mentioned uh, that 16-bit is starting to look be a little kind of signature for indie games. Um, I feel like we 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 talked about this before in another episode. But I think we talked about this with Jay Tholen. May yeah, maybe because he's by the way, Joe Tholen, awesome indie artist. Check him out. He's yeah, drops you the clap. Drops anyway, you the clap. <laughs> um, but it, I don't think. I mean, it, it, I think it does go hand in hand. I don't think it's a bad thing because there are legit reasons for for indie games using pixels one because yeah, i mean yeah. I, one because everything uses pixels pixels when done well are very nice it's not because they're lazy a lot of times too it's that they don't necessarily have an artist who can do you know more than pixels um that's only sometimes well but um, but see that, because that, that that i feel like you saying that is is it's also taking it's also, away from pixel art being like because it's not just like oh yeah it's well, I'm pixel saying, art it's like but, no but it, it's saying, art just at a lower resolution but i'm saying is like for, i mean i it, i'm not it does sound like i'm i'm not i'm, I'm kind of talking down on on pixel art but at the same time pixel art is a little bit easier to do than 3d animation to do than 3d animation yeah. or even even 2d because i mean for me as an example to to kind of dig myself out of this hole um I can't draw over shit. And, but I think in a pixel art, if I had a good program that allowed me to use the mouse, you know, just to put it in boxes, it's not, it's not so much, I don't think it's so much my, my perception of what I'm drawing. Um, because you kind of have to have that, you know, it's like a mind's eye kind of thing. And I don't know if I'm anywhere near this. She, cause the artist that she would know. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's because I just, I like physically, don't have it like in me like i just can't draw right i'm here doing these motions and no one can see me but um, well how about let, let, let's let's bring this up as another time, point of view but at okay, the same time but at the same time chic just you, you can, as an example you can I draw 100 percent well. answer this question okay go ahead um, okay, do it pixel art when you do hand-drawn art it's a lot more time and effort for something that doesn't look as clean and tidy as pixel art does mm-hmm. Uh, because when you do hand-drawn art, it's very much uh, like a gestural kind of thing. But pixel art, it's very easy to tile. It's very easy to replicate. It's very easy to do a palette swap. Um, just a lot of really important and technical things. And also, it doesn't take up a lot of space, which is very important. That's, yeah, that's I was going to bring that up. I bet you that anybody could play this. Anybody could run this game. Like, if you have a, an old Pentium 4 with 2 gigs of RAM, maybe not. I'm, I'm not saying that you know, but but really the limited resources is what I was right, getting at. Exactly. That indie and, devs have limited but, resources. But even yeah. still, even still, they managed to pack in freaking amazing animations right. into this game. And it plays really damn and quick. Pixel art like, can be damn beautiful too, because oh, I mentioned Jay yeah. Fall and his is like water art almost. Yeah, like exactly. Water painting. It's and and we even talked about games like uh like Poncho with Poncho like was nice. just, like you, um, you, you I mean, look even, at these resolutions like gods will be watching i mean yep that's mm-hmm. how like the like you said like a few hundred pixels on yeah screen, exactly but it still looks fantastic yeah um, definitely it now, is yeah so to just to answer the chat it is uh he was saying is it a design choice or just tradition it's 100 percent a design choice i mean even if you're saying i'm doing this for tradition that's a design choice right. because it will yep. influence a lot of things uh yeah. think take for example shovel knight who uh, specifically was like, okay, we're going to make it... Excuse the Spanish on screen, by the way. This is... Anyway, go ahead. It's YouTube. 
Yeah, uh, the uh, Shovel Knight was very much, we're going to make this based off of something traditional. I mean, yeah. and then they designed the entire game around that. They used a limited color palette. They did a lot of stuff, you know, just to kind of yeah. call back to that. But it was still a game on its own merit. And you'll see that if it's a game that's, like, trying to get too gimmicky with you know, nostalgia or whatever, it'll just be a bad game. And, yeah. and that will, won't really have to do with the fact that it's trying mm -hmm. to appeal to nostalgia. It'll just be that it's a bad game. And, and I yeah. also feel like the, the sort of age of nostalgia sort of, like, falling away from us. Because, no. yeah, no, but, but like... Axie Verge just came out, and that is, like, Metroid. Okay. That is what that but, is. Well, well, I mean, like, with a lot of the games that... it's a that, fantastic that, game. Right. With, with the games that we've been talking about, it's like, yeah, okay, it's 16-bit it's SNES-style graphics. But, like, we're talking pretty, like, really fun gameplay that you wouldn't be able to get on a SNES. Like, they're not trying to pander to the, hey, guys, look, it's retro. Well, oh, what, my God. That's like, what I think Sheik, Sheik was saying. I mean... Yeah, I mean, exactly. Retro yeah. is one thing, and, and it's... If if you're doing something just to be retro and that is it, like just to get the nostalgia yeah. points, this, this there better look be retro. something. There better be something added on to that to make it stand out. Because if you're just yeah. like, here's a this, clone of a game that used to be a thing. This this game looks like oh, what was that? What's that game where you where it's a, a side scroller and you can shoot in multiple different directions and you get into the tank and there are a bunch of guys shooting at you. Uh, oh. Uh. You know what's what I'm talking uh, about? Metal, metal slug. Metal slug. Yeah. Metal slug. Yeah. Like, like metal slug looks so far ahead of its time. You know, like it's it's such a beautiful game. You don't even think like, oh yeah, those are really cool retro graphics. Like that's that's exactly what it looked like when I when I look at this. I don't think, oh yeah, that looks like a game that I played on SNES. It's like no, this looks like a game that just happened to be stylized with you know a lower resolution. And that's that's the choice that they made, and I I think they made a good choice because it just it just looks so cool. And on top of that, it's not just pixels. You have like very well drawn art uh, for like the played, characters. You mentioned and, animations. The animations yes. play a big part in, in pixel games, I think, because yes. uh, I mean that's first of all, animations are hard to do. Well, um, what's really great about pixel art is um, I mean, there's a lot of hand drawn pixel art where you like you know be a you know, I'm, I'm going to draw this sprite, then this sprite, then this sprite, then this sprite. Right. But probably a good portion of pixel games today or that, that use a pixel theme is their stuff is not hand-drawn. They just have, like, a handful of pixel particles that are really interesting, and then they will program them, uh, you know, in some specific way to, to give it, like, this. I mean, so they're yeah. really not... They're taking it in a lot of new directions. And again, to, to answer the person in the chat, there's... Let me see, just to... I get the pixel art is cleaner and faster. It's starting to get to the point where non-pixel games are the exception, not the standard. Uh, it seems a little strange to me that pixel theme, something made to be different, is now the norm. Uh, just to bring it up again, uh, it's a design choice. For a really long time, we had pixel art made by developers, and then it was all about, oh, let's improve the graphics, let's improve the graphics. And it became the era of AAA, and, you know, those kinds of games. And it, I mean, of course, they wanted to distance themselves from pixel art because, you know, they had the money and the power to do something different. Now the indies are getting into it and they're starting from square one. And these are the tools that they have to work with. So it's not a pixel theme. It's definitely a design decision. If I, it seems weird to you, it's because 
more indies are making games, and pixel art is just the way to yeah. go. And, and, I think and let me to... just also say that... Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> mentioning about them starting a square one, and, I mean, there are games... I mean, we talked about Inverbus, uh, Virtus... The yeah. other the other week and Unreal. That's that's look Fuck that dude. looks like a freaking triple A game. Oh god. But oh, um, huge boner for that not, game. First of all, you gotta know how to optimize if yeah. you're gonna do that. That's mm-hmm. where we mentioned because de- indie devs have less resources. Right. And then absolutely. And then on top of that, uh, not everyone necessarily has that skill. So they they might be an awesome uh, designer as far as the game goes, they might be an awesome programmer, but they might not be able to render 3d like they, they yeah. might not be a 3d art they don't know how to and, use blender and, and i really just have to say that the way that they are using the the pixels that they have on the screen i know we're, we're sitting on the art for a long time but yeah. damn this is a beautiful game like the the way that they are using the art assets on the screen isn't just like your normal like oh yeah everything's a box it's like no there there there's there's a lot of 3d space happening uh, especially with like the puzzles and the the art doesn't look like big splotchy pixels like it looks smooth like a really good game made in a lower resolution should it's just that you know you can sometimes see like oh yeah that's sort of a low resolution this is pixel art i'm not big on the pixel art games like no shut up this game looks good (laughs) this isn't this isn't your 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 grandfather's atari 2600 even though a lot of people who's uh who's crosscode yeah. by by the way uh crosscode is by where are you where is it come on uh it's um felix klein uh for um i want to see more details on here uh it is um yeah uh, uh radical fish games there you go uh, Facebook.com slash Radical Fish Games, Radical Fish Games uh, on Twitter. Uh, they also have a YouTube on this by the same name, or you can go to cross-code.com. Uh, we already talked about all the all the pledge levels. I you might know, uh, I might know, be pledging. You know what else is radical? <laughs> What's radical, man? Free fun. That? Free fun is radical. Oh. Free fun. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Free fun is radical. God damn it. Free fun. Is this a transition? Yeah. It is a transition. Okay. Free fun. Right. Damn it, Josh. Shut up. Free fun. Shut so up. Much. Shut up. I hate you so much. This game looks so cool. Shut up. Free fun. Free fun this week. We're talking about Circle of Fifths. I don't have any gameplay footage of this because uh, no one wanted to put gameplay footage on YouTube. And that's how we get our gameplay on live stream and therefore the recording. So sorry about that. You're just going to have to look at my face. Uh, don't look at Tech's face. <laughs> Yeah, just mine. Uh, but anyway, Circle of Fifths is a rhythm brawler set in the 1920s New Orleans backdrop, I guess you could say. Um, basically, you are not from the South. What does that mean? It's New Orleans. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, it's New Orleans. Let's go down to New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, 1920 New Orleans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Sounds, really sounds like an upper upscale department store. You're playing like as some. You're playing as these street hoodlum musicians uh, who battle, who battle uh, like date like street battle style like in those dance movies, but instead of that, just jazz. Um, you you battle rival bands to recover stolen money. Don't ask me how it got stolen. I don't know, uh, but 
your band has style. This is according to their to the. It's on Game Jolt, by the way. Uh, link that in. Whoops, the chat. There you go. There you go. People have at that. Um, but your band has style, and you can't just go around beating up people. Um, so basically, the rhythm part comes in there because you have to do everything to the beat. You're a jazz band, and when you fight, you got to do it to the jazz beat. Not saying skid a dat bat boop pop. I don't know. I don't know. I just sure. I just, okay. I just, I just physically pain the cheek right there. Yeah. She, I just uh, like. <laughs> I just feel like someone punched me in the gut. Like, <laughs> but there's no one here, so. Uh, all the way from New Orleans. You're, you're scatting. It's, it's New Orleans. Sorry, my my scat smells. I mean, skip it about that in the Orleans. My God. Uh, but okay. I just I thought first of all I think that for a free fun game it's always really good because free fun is free. <laughs> but um, it's it's standard pixel style. I think this one we were talking about pixels in the last segment. This one might be a little bit um, less artistically talented. But that doesn't take away from the actual game. Um, I really like rhythm games, first of all. I'd, and this isn't a rhythm game that you necessarily need to... Because um, a lot of them like, kind of rely on like the color cues and things like that. So if, you have, if you're have, if you Rev and you have monochrom, monochrom, monochromat... You can't see colors. You can't <laughs> see colors. <sighs> I cannot talk today. Um, if you're a monochromat or something like that, you don't have to worry about it. It's just same color every time so you'll know what it is and uh if you're good if you got if you got the beat you're good not saying oh oh when you're a jet that's a different genre altogether i don't even <laughs> i i, Were you I got about it. the swing no it was broadway man broadway yeah, oh, yeah. story bro yeah dude we should find Barely another... we roll along bro we should fr- bro <laughs> We should find another podcast and we can fight them. Yeah, fight fight them with uh with sort of Broadway jazz. Okay, all right. You know you know what else is surprisingly lacking in broad? Oh, wait, have we talked about where you can game jolt? Link in the description. Game jolt and is by Sarah Zelenek. Yeah. Job, so Sarah. you know For what Windows else? Uh, yes. Uh, I, you know what? It's free. It's free. And you know what else is free? The Not fact that your face. No. Well, I mean, I. I do free samples, ladies. Fro, oh, so end of the show. Not really. This is the end of the show. All good <laughs> things must come to an end. Thank you for actually ending that. I was trying to see how yeah. long I could uh, string you along, but then you just ruined it. Yeah, no. Fuck um, <laughs> end of the show. Uh, just to remind you all that we do have a Patreon. If you uh, want to support us, you like what we do, and help us help other indie game devs, we have uh, a lot of really big goals to help indie game right move forward and expand and grow and all that sort of stuff. So please uh, go check out the Indie Indie Game Riot Patreon, patreon.com slash Indie Game Riot, and uh, consider supporting us. If you are a game dev, or know someone who is, or anyone that has to do with making a game like Sheik Monster, I pointed over there, but it's just her drawing. <laughs> uh, if you if you are like her and you want to be featured on the show, just uh, drop us a line. There's plenty of ways to contact us, or you can just keep up to date with us stuff and uh, chat with us and all this sort of stuff. Um, you can find us on first of all uh, for those of you in the live stream. We always have edited versions on our website indiegameride.com. Those of you listening to the recorded version, you can get all the nonsense in between. I thought you laughed and then I realized you sneezed. Um, bless you. 
That was that was fast deduction. I I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> uh, so where was it? that totally threw me off. Jeez, Sheik, it's your. I mean, Rev. Sorry. Um, yeah, Rev. <laughs> Girl, Rev. Stop making me sneeze, Rev. God, she's there allergic to your bullshit. Um, oh yeah. So if you're listening to the recorded version, you can check us. Hear all our shenanigans in between segments on the live stream, which is hitbox.tv slash Josh and Yacht. Uh, find us on Twitter at IGR Podcast or Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast. And of course, you can always email us traditionally, or you can send us snail mail, but even though the address isn't out there. Um, but email contact at IndieGameRide.com. And uh, finally, the website is. Take it away. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 G, it, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, <laughs> if you said that, we're, uh, yeah. IndieGameRiot.com. IndieGameRiot.com. So, <laughs> yes. It's an awesome site, cool articles and stuff. Make sure to check it out. Any last cool. words, uh, lady and gentlemen? Um, I know there were cool games that we talked about this week. It's every week, but it's like, man. <laughs> every week makes me excited. I have... yeah. I mm-hmm. have the indiest of boners, and yeah. um, for every game that we talked about, that's why we put it on the show. Exactly. And, uh, thank you, Sheik, for coming on the show and talking about Charmixie. Go, again, support that on Kickstarter. And, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. You are Cheers. awesome. I'd love. We'd love to have you on just to chill out and chat and podcast I expect sometime. I will probably come on another time, but probably <laughs> not when I'm on. so busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, really. Understood. And uh, keep us up to date with uh, what's going on with Charmixie. For sure, for sure. I'll let you know when we become uh, Angry Birds famous. And uh, and uh, yeah. you'll remember the little people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll remember all the people who helped me get here. Yeah, all, all, the, all the 200 people on your mailing list. Not Rev. <laughs> wasn't here for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah Rev, do- Rev, doesn't, Rev doesn't get this, doesn't get the invite. Yeah. <laughs> well, say, uh, say, say, say your goodbyes. See you next time, guys. Your goodbyes. Thank you. Toodles.